Electricast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Burden of Command podcast. I'm your host, Earl Breon. You know, this week's story is uh, it's kind of an interesting one. It's, uh, it's one I heard on a TED Talk, and I'll make sure I link the TED Talk here because I don't want to take credit for this story. I just want to share it, relay it, and some of the lessons uh, that I took away from it. And there's some that the, the teller uh, kind of relates as well. Uh, but the gentleman who relayed this story first was uh, Ernesto Ciroli. Uh He's an Italian who was working for a uh, NGO, non-governmental organization, uh, in the 70s. And their mission was to try to help the people of Zambia uh, grow crops and, and solve the starvation problem that they had. And the way he tells the story is that they show up and they kind of survey the land. And they notice that this uh, particular village that they were working with was in a really good spot. It was by a river. Uh, it was a very fertile section of the river. And him and his group uh, immediately started devising this plan of, of how they were going to plant the crops, what they were going to grow, and how they were going to make this whole thing work. And uh, you know, they didn't spend a whole lot of time talking to the locals, which is actually kind of where the wheels come off of this thing. They just came in with their knowledge of of agriculture and uh, their their righteous crusade to help this tribe, and they set out uh, to start planning and and solving the problem as they saw it. And he said this, they're there and they're working and they're planting these crops. They want to try to teach the locals, but the locals didn't really, didn't really want to learn, didn't really want to listen to what they were doing. They really weren't interested in the fact that this uh, group was here to, to save them from their plight. He said that kind of rubbed them the wrong way, but they started doing different programs to try to get them interested. You know, some would show up for the incentives, but there just really wasn't any interest. And, uh, you know, one of the crops that they planted was this Italian type of tomato that grew in similar uh, similar conditions back home in Italy. So they knew it was going to grow very well here, but it actually grew really well. And uh, the people just, they weren't excited about these really big, ripe, red, juicy tomatoes that were starting to grow. And, uh, you know, he said he's, he kept getting more and more frustrated because why? You know, here we are, we're putting in all this work. We're here to save you. We're here to do all this good stuff. And, and you just don't care. You have a starvation problem. We're growing all this food and you just don't care. And uh, he said uh, it came close to harvest time and... Just a few days before they were scheduled to harvest everything, out from the river came this herd of hippos and ate pretty much everything. And him and his team, they're just devastated. We had all this food. We were going to be able to feed them for so long. And these hippos came up out of the river and ate everything. And they were just, his team was crushed. But still, the locals really showed no emotion whatsoever. And he finally asked one, he says, you know, we put forth all this effort. We had all this great food. You were going to be able to eat. Your bellies were going to be able uh, to be filled. And the hippos just came up and ate it all. Why are you not more upset about that? He goes, that's what hippos do. What do you mean that's what hippos do? Because what's why we don't grow crops down by the river is because the hippos just come and eat everything. And it hit him. They were trying to solve a problem that wasn't really the problem that needed solved. Because the people knew that this area was fertile. They knew what the potential was. 
but they didn't know how to deal with the hippos. And, you know, Ernesto thought about it and thought about it. And he said, my initial reaction was, you know, I was still kind of angry and upset that they hadn't told us. And he goes, I, I finally asked, I was like, well, if you knew that these hippos were going to eat everything, why didn't you tell us? Well, you never asked. You just looked so happy uh, growing your crops. We didn't want to ruin that for you. He didn't ask. I mean, how, how, how powerful is that right there in and of itself? He didn't ask. They just started solving the problem. So Ernesto kind of, he said, you know, I'm an optimist, so I rationalized the way as well. At least we fed the hippos. But that wasn't the point. Feeding the hippos was not the point. They wanted to help these people. And they missed the real problem by coming in and thinking that they saw the solution, that they had the answer, that, you know, here we are to save these poor people when all they did was feed a bunch of hippos. So it turns out the real problem was they needed to keep the hippos from eating the crops. You know, and that's easier said than done, because if all you know of hippos is uh, kind of what you see in cartoons and whatnot, it's not the whole story. They're kind of vicious. They're big. They're mean. Uh, they kill a lot of people annually along that area. And they kind of do what they want, really. Uh, so that was the problem that really needed solved, was how do you keep the hippos from eating the crops once they grow? And once they knew what the actual problem was, they were able to work on some solutions to help keep, uh, at least detour the hippos and grow a little bit of crops. And, you know, finally they were able to make a decent impact. But how often do we do that on a daily basis? We walk into uh, a, a new organization or even one we've been in for a while and we see what we think is the problem and we set out to fix it without asking anybody else. And we waste a lot of time and we waste a lot of effort and maybe we come up with a solution to a problem that doesn't even exist. Or worse, we spend all that time trying to find a solution to a problem that doesn't exist that we ignore the problems that do. You see, a lot of this is about information control uh, and, and how it flows, right? So if Ernesto had asked the natives, why don't you make use of this uh, fertile valley here? And somebody had told them, well, the hippos eat everything. They wouldn't have wasted the time. They would have known what the problem was. And, you know, a lot of times in organizations, we feel we have a good flow of information. We have a hierarchy set up, a chain of command. And, and that's a good first step. But it's not the answer, you know, because once it goes from the first level manager to the second level to the third level or how many levels you have, you're really just playing a very structured, regimented telephone game. And what may have started out as just a casual suggestion at the lower level, by the time it makes it to your desk, it could be the worst thing your organization's facing, at least in your mind. Or what is a really pressing issue at the lower level, by the time it makes it all the way up to you, it could be just a casual suggestion. So this is why even if you're in a, uh, at the C-suite of a Fortune 500 company, from time to time, you have to get out and you have to talk to the people and you have to ask the questions and you have to make sure that you are working to help solve the right problems. You want to focus on what needs to be focused on instead of just feeding a bunch of hippos. You don't want your time and efforts or the organization's time and efforts to be wasted solving problems that either are minor or just don't exist. How do you make sure? 
get out, mingle, talk to your people. I've said it on this podcast many times before, and I'll say it many times going forward. Leadership is a relationship. Everything it takes to make a relationship work is what it takes to make leadership work. That means getting out there, knowing what the needs of the organization are, and finding ways to meet them. It's that simple. Don't use your position. Don't use the levels of hierarchy. Don't use the flow of information as an excuse to not get out. Actually talk to your people. Walk the lines. Listen to what they have to say. And make some judgment calls on the problems that need to be fixed on your own. Now, there is a fine line. You don't want to undermine your managers. That's why they're there. But you also don't want to just solely rely on them. So you will have to use some emotional intelligence with this. You'll have to walk the line. Make sure your managers understand why you do what you do. And and use it as a teaching aid for them. You know, because, again, one of the big things for people at the top should be succession planning. And you want to set this standard. You want to set this culture that it's okay. Get down there. Walk amongst the people, get on the line, make some parts, turn some widgets, whatever it is that you do, flip some burgers, I don't care what it is. Be involved, be open, listen, make sure you're focusing your efforts on solving the right problems instead of problems that we already know can't be solved or are going to be difficult to be solved, but are worth the effort. Don't feed the hippos, listen to your people Ask some questions, see what really needs to happen, and focus your efforts on that. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, people of all ages, that's it. That's this week's podcast. Take the time, talk to your people, see what really needs to happen, and don't feed the hippos. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns about this podcast episode, anything in the past, or if you have ideas for guests in the future, Feel free to hit me up at burden.command at gmail.com. That's burden.command at gmail.com. Be sure that you rate and review this uh, this podcast. Share it with your friends, everybody you know. Really appreciate you helping me get the visibility up there. It's really uh, taken off in season two. And I, I owe it all to every one of you who has shared and rated this thing. I really, really appreciate you. Uh, again, hit me up, burden.command at gmail.com. Heck, if you just have some general questions, if you're struggling with something in your leadership and you want just a quick question, hit me up on there. With that, I hope you enjoyed the story this week and the lessons that it has. I'll get the link to Ernesto's original talk. I highly recommend you still listen to that as well. He's a funny Italian guy, and he tells the story better because he lived it. So I'll get the link on there. Listen to it. Appreciate your time listening to this podcast, and I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that this kid? No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.